The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Amen. This month we've been exploring the subject of solutions provider, about the fact that the Holy Spirit is someone that God has given us to bring about solutions in our lives. And, you know, God is such an awesome, awesome, awesome God that, you know, he knew beforehand that we would encounter problems, we would encounter challenges, we would encounter difficult situations in our lives. And that's why he's made a plan, you know, before we even came into existence. He's made a plan for us in the person of the Holy Spirit to be a solution provider, to be the answer to whatever issues and challenges that we might be experiencing. But it's so, so important that we as children of God, we understand how, I mean, it's one thing to have a solutions provider. It's another thing to actually ensure that on a daily basis, on a constant basis, you are working in all the solutions that God has made available to you. Amen. So God has given us a solutions provider and his expectation is that, you know, we learn how to, you know, tap into those answers. We learn to tap into all the resources that he's made available to us to live our daily lives. And I trust God that he's going to be, you know, causing his wisdom to come afresh upon us to bring about solutions in our lives this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to read from the book of Psalm 46, Psalm 46, verse 1, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. God, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God Most High into his holy indwelling places. God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaking. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their torturing kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Everyone, look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God, for he brings both ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety, be silent, and stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations. 
and I'll be exalted throughout the whole earth. Here he stands, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. The God of Jacob fights for us. So God has packaged solutions and answers for every issue we might ever encounter in life. Amen. The Bible says that God is a very present help in time of need, in time of trouble. And the scripture that we read says that, you know, there is a river that flows from the city of God that brings joy and brings great delight to the people of God. And that river is the river of God's spirit. So in the midst of issues that we might experience, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trials, God has said that there is a river that he has caused to flow, that can bring joy, that can bring stability, that can bring peace, that can bring assurance, that can bring wholeness into our lives. And we've got to learn to get to the point that that river is constantly flowing from within us. Jesus Christ said in the book of John chapter 7 and verse 38 that he who believes in me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spake concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So there is a river of the Holy Spirit on your inside. And as you allow that river of the Spirit to flow, you will experience joy, you will experience strength, you will experience answers, you will experience solutions, you will experience peace like never before, irrespective of what might be going on around you. And so your responsibility as a believer is to ensure that that river from your within never ever runs dry, but it keeps flowing. Hallelujah. Because God's plan is that you drink out of that river of the Spirit. You drink out of that river of solution. You drink out of that river of joy for your everyday life. Glory to God. The manifestations of God that we see on earth today, they are done by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the member of the Godhead that we have on earth today because God, the Father, God, the Son, they're seated on the throne in heaven. But the Holy Spirit is the gift that God has given to the body of Christ. And the Holy Spirit has been on earth from the day of Pentecost. So the manifestations, the answers, the workings of God that we see all around us, they are the workings of the Holy Spirit. So there are things that God has declared, there are things that God has told us, there are things that God has made available unto us, but the doer of them within us and in us and for us and around us is the person of the Holy Spirit. And so it's important that we learn how to cooperate with the person of the Holy Spirit because that's the only way we will walk in the solutions and the answers that God has prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is the doer that we have on earth and in our days. Amen. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, the counselor, the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by, that he may remain with you forever. So the Holy Spirit is all this to us. He's our standby, he's our intercessor, he's our strengthener, he's our helper. And it's important that, you know, we, 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 we get a fresh revelation of who he is and what he's here to do in our lives. 
So whether you believe it or not, the Holy Spirit is within you if you are born again. If you are a child of God, if you are a son of God, if you are a daughter of God, the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a helper. The Holy Spirit has been given to you as all these things. Amen. And it's important that you take advantage of everything that the Holy Spirit is, of everything that the Holy Spirit offers. And that's the way we can live a fulfilled life. That's the way we can live a complete life. Glory to God. In the first service, we looked at the fact that the Holy Spirit is a standby. He's a standby. He's with you forever and ever. Ever and ever. God has released him from heaven to come and dwell on the earth. And so he's never ever going to leave you. He's never ever going to forsake you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what mistakes you have made, no matter how perfect you think you are, no matter how inadequate you think you are, the Holy Spirit is a standby. He will stand by you forever. And so it's important that when we understand and we realize that whatever we are going through, there's someone that is always by us. There's someone that is always ready to offer us help, ready to offer us strength, will never ever turn his back on you. Hallelujah. And so in this service, I'm, I want to focus on another attribute of the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He is our helper. How many of you need help in this place? I'm sure we all do in one area of our lives or the other. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a helper. And the help that he provides, it's not limited. The help that he provides is all around. Whatever you need him to be, he can be in your life. Whatever you need him to provide, he can provide in your life. Psalm 46 says that God is a very present help. A very present help in time of trouble. It tells us that God is able and God is available. There are some people that are available, but they are not able. There are some friends that are able, but not available. But the Holy Spirit is both able and available. Is someone glad about that? He is both able and available. Amen. So he knows what help you need per time. And he knows how to get that help to you. He knows how to bring you out of every tight situation that you may find yourself. He knows what is best for you. And he is committed to you. And the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 6, that so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will not fear what circumstances and situations may come my way. I will not fear what tribulations I might encounter. Why? Because I have an, a helper who is able, who is my standby, who will never leave me, who will never forsake me. Glory to God. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will help you. Not I may help you. I will. 
I will. That's God's commitment to you. And that's why, I mean, out, out of, you know, in order to demonstrate that commitment to us, he then gave us the Holy Spirit. This is your helper. This is your helper. Wherever you may find yourself in, you know, this is the helper that has been made available to you. Isaiah 50, verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. I will not be disgraced. I will not be ashamed. Why? Because the Lord God is my helper. Have you ever found yourself in a fix where your whole earth, your, your whole world was going to crumble upon you? The Bible says that God will not allow you to be put to shame. He is your helper. He will not allow you to be disgraced. Glory to God. You know, I found myself in a fix about a couple of months ago, and I discovered this scripture, and I tell you, this scripture has brought me out of trouble. You know, I just wake up in the morning, and I'm like, God, you are my helper. Therefore, you will help me. Lord, you will show me what to do. You will show me how to get out of this situation. And I know that I will not be disgraced because I was about to be disgraced. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So because God is your helper, he can bring you out of any situation. He can bring you out of any trouble, out of any problem. Amen. He will deliver you. That's what he says. I am your helper. And I've given you a helper in the person of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was in despair, the Bible makes us understand that Jesus Christ had to draw help. You know, when he faced himself with the fact that I'm going to, when he was faced with the fact that I have to go to the cross, and he thought, you know, this was too much for me to bear, and he went to God, God, you know, take, let this cup pass from me. It is too, it's, I mean, it's, it's, too, it's, too, it's too heavy for me to bear. And what did the Bible say? The Bible says in the book of Luke 22 that he prayed and he prayed and he prayed, and the Bible says that God sent an angel, and the angel strengthened him. And the angel strengthened him. And so what seemed difficult and impossible, you know, God made strength available. And he was able to carry the weight of the entire world on the while he hung on the cross for you and I. Glory to God. So Jesus also had to draw on strength, had to draw on help. How much more you and I? How much more you and I? And the reality is that we will always be in a position where we are in need of help. Because we are man, because we live in, a, in an imperfect world, because when, when we're not perfect as human beings, we will always need help. The Bible says that we know in part, we understand in part. We are not perfect. So there are many things that we don't know. So you find yourself in challenges, in challenging situations from time to time. And there might not just be things that are, are set to destroy you per se, but even because of the fact that, you know, God's desire, as the Bible says, is that the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. God's desire is for you to increase in every aspect of your life. God's desire is for you to keep prospering from one level to another. God's desire is for you to, to, to continue to break limits. Amen. To continue to achieve greater and higher things. If you're a student in school, I mean, what you're being taught and what you're being examined upon when you're in nursery one, it's not the same thing as primary one. It's not the same thing as primary six. You find bigger challenges and greater challenges. Maybe as a child, as a nursery school student, all you're learning is one plus one. By the time you get into SS2 and SS3, you're going to be learning further maths. 
and x squared and b squared and a squared and the like. Amen. And it require it will require more focus, greater on the, greater greater level of understanding and greater effort from your part. Just because you are stretching into something that is bigger than you were used to in the past. And so at every point in time, you know, you will need help. Because you've got to move. God's desire is not that you stay on one level. God's desire is that you continue to achieve greater and bigger things. Your businesses grow. For those, I mean, if you are running a company, a two-man company, a two-man employee company, it's not the same thing as running a 50-employee company. It's certainly not the same thing as running a company with 100 people or even 1,000 people. And there are going to be greater problems that you are going to be facing as you are expanding. And so in every area of our lives, in every stage of our lives, we are going to need help. Because we are stretching for things that are bigger than us. Because you are trying to overcome something that is standing on your, in your way and preventing you from getting to the other side. And God's word to you today is that I have given you a helper in the pressing of the Holy Spirit. He is a very present help. Help for every kind of situation you may find yourself in. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There will always be a time of need and you've got to learn how to get help from God, how to get the answer from God, how to get the solution from God. The Bible says that, you know, there's nothing we, have expe we are experiencing that Jesus does not understand. There is nothing because he has been a man like us. He has walked in the path that we are walking in. So there's nothing we are experiencing that he doesn't understand. And so, you know, he can have mercy on us. And the Bible says that, you know, we can expect to receive mercy, expect to receive grace, expect to receive the help from God in our hour of need. Acts 26, 21. Paul was speaking here. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, Having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, witnessing both to small and great, saying no other thing than those which the prophets and Moses said would come. If there was someone that ever experienced trouble in his life, is Apostle Paul. Trouble on every side. But we are not in despair. Amen. And the Bible says that he knew how to get help from God. So he found himself in trouble in different areas of his life, but he kept getting help from God so that he would stand and he would run the race that was set before him. And what happened eventually? He was able to complete his race. He finished the course, irrespective of all the mountains that you know, he had to go across, irrespective of all the people that were against him. He was able to obtain help from God at each and every point. So God has made help for us available. So how do we learn to maximize the presence of the solution provider in our lives to ensure that it translates to solutions in our everyday life? Hallelujah. Now the first thing that we've got to learn to do is to consciously acknowledge him on a regular basis. Consciously acknowledge the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. 
The Holy Spirit is an individual. He is a person. He's been given to you as a friend. He's been given to you as a companion. He's someone who wants to fellowship with you at all times. We've said that he is your standby. So 24-7, he's going nowhere. He's standing by your side. Amen. But so many people are walking alone on earth. Walking alone. Ignoring the person who is standing by their side. Ignoring the person and the help that lives and dwells and abides on their inside. So it's important that we learn to acknowledge God consciously and regularly. Acknowledge who he is in your life. Acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. God on your inside is the Holy Spirit. So let him know that, Holy Spirit, I need you. I acknowledge you. I open up myself to you. I give you your place in my life. I want you as my leader. I want you as my counselor. I want you as my intercessor, as my strengthener, as, my, as, 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 as the one who is my advocate. I need you in every aspect of my life. It's not only when you find yourself in a fix that you should call on the Holy Spirit. You know, I gave an example in the first service. I said, if you have a friend, and the only time that the friend knocks on your door is if, if, you are, if they're in trouble. After a while, you stop picking the person's call, and you stop opening the door to the person. <laughs> Amen. But the Holy Spirit, you know, you need to take time out and sometimes just worship him because of who he is. The Bible says that God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So there are times that all you do is, you know, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, I worship you. Holy Spirit, I adore you. And you're just opening up the door. You're just opening up, you know, allowing that river within you to flow forth. You're just giving him his place in your life and allowing him to understand that he can lead you and he can guide you into the fullness of the plans that God has for you as an individual. So you must consciously acknowledge him, you know. Don't wait till you're in trouble before you call him your helper. Don't wait until you're in trouble before you call him your provider. But every day you wake up in the morning, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I know that you are here for me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I know that you will never leave me or forsake me. Holy Spirit, I adore you. I declare that you are my Lord. Come take your place in my life. I need you today. I need you every single day of my life because I know that I can't make it without you. Praise God. So you've got to know that you value him. You've got to know that you are conscious of him. And, and it, it, it just increases, you know, the, the consciousness that you have of the help that God has made available to you and the, pres and the person of the Holy Spirit within you. Praise God. Because he will never ever force himself on you. But he will wait for you to call on him and to invite him. Praise the Lord. Number two, understand that his dealings with you will be different from people around you. There's no two people on earth that are 100% the same. God has called us, each and every one of us, to run a separate and an individual race. God's plan for each and every one of us differs. The Bible says that I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And I know how to get you to that end. And so the way that the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide each and every one of us will differ from person to person. Amen. Even the Bible says in the book of um, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 4, 
It says that there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. But it's the same Spirit that works in each and every one of us, albeit in different ways. So sometimes you hear people saying, oh, okay. I mean, sometimes the way God speaks to some people might be through giving them a vision, giving them a dream, you know, in the authoritative voice and all that. But one thing we must understand, you know, the foundation thing we must understand is that the Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So God will always lead you by his Spirit. And the primary way that God will lead you as a New Testament believer is by the inward witness. It's by the inward witness. Amen. It's by the inward witness. And so irrespective of, you know, um, what, I mean, someone else's experience, you know, you must learn to understand how God deals with you as an individual. I mean, for me, for, for instance, I mean, in the, where, the place I hear God the most is when I'm in a service. It's when I'm in an anointed service. And so that's why whenever I come into an anointed meeting, I'm always attentive and, you know, my ears are open and listening to what, you know, direction that God is giving to me. There are times that, you know, I pray in the morning, I take time, you know, I, I pray, you know, I may not necessarily hear anything at that point, but somewhere down the line, God's direction will come. I mean, there are people that, you know, will pray for 30 minutes and one hour and, you know, they say, oh, God opened the windows of heaven and, you know, there was an earthquake as it were while I was praying. Amen. But your experience might not be that way. And that's why it's important for you to understand. And as you take time and you open up yourself, you know, to the Holy Spirit, you will understand his dealings and his workings with you. You will understand, you know, the way he wants to lead you and the way he wants to direct you. The important thing is that, you know, we get to the place, you know, that God has in store for us. You know, we ultimately experience God's plan, the fullness of God's plan for us. However we get there is not the important thing. While Jesus Christ was on earth, you know, there are many ways that he used to heal people. But the, the, the bottom line was that they all received their miracles in different ways. So God is going to lead you as an individual because of your peculiarity, because of your background, because of where you're coming from, you know, in a way that you can understand, in a way that you can follow. And so you must learn to open up and just... Ask him to have his way in your life and understand how he wants to deal with you and follow him along that path. Because how he deals with you will be different from how he deals with someone else. First Kings 19, 11. This was the example of Elijah. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So there was wind, there was earthquake. Elijah could have said, okay, God has not spoken to me through an earthquake, so God is not speaking to me anymore. 
there was a fire, there was a wind, you know, there was an earthquake, you know, God was not in all that, but God decided to speak to him through the still small voice, through the still small voice, and so, and sometimes, you know, that's all you need in life. Just that inward witness, just that inward nudging. How God choose, chooses to communicate his direction to you is his prerogative. Your place is to open up your heart, listen and embrace the word and run with that word and get the answer. Amen. Number three, learn to obey in the small insignificant things. Learn to obey in the small, insignificant things. Isaiah 28, 13 says, But the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and caught. Amen. God leads us line upon line. I mean, there are some people that the only time they think, you know, they ought to be getting God's direction is when they're looking for a spouse. <laughs> it's when they want to make, you know, one of the most important decisions in their lives. Amen. But if you haven't started, the, you know, the things that seem so small, that seem so insignificant, you know, God is actually concerned about those things. You know, even the Bible says that it's the little foxes that, is, that destroy the vineyard. It's the little foxes. So there are some things that, and the Bible makes us understand that, you know, things are as insignificant as the number of hair, hair strands we have on our head. God knows. So if God knows, I don't know how many hair strands I have even on my palm or my hand, but the Bible says that God knows everything. If God knows that level of detail, then obviously he wants to get involved with every aspect of your life. So you shouldn't be shutting him out of anything, thinking that it's not important. But God wants to lead you in the small things, in the little things. And if you've not learned how to follow God in the small things, in the little things, when it's time to make big decisions, you may struggle to know what God wants you to do in that situation. You may struggle. So never feel that, you know, there's an area of my life that, you know, I mean, no, this is too small. God cannot be concerned about this. But he is your father. Your, the Holy Spirit is inside you. And the Bible says that all things are naked and open before him with who, whom we have to do. Everything. Even the things you don't know about you, God knows. So allow him to be Lord over both the big things and over the little things. The Bible says that when we are faithful in the little things, that we will then become ruler over much. Faithful in little is ruler over much. That's what the Bible makes us understand. So start from the little things. Don't wait until, you know, there's something big that you have to do before you realize that, oh, Holy Spirit, I need the help of the Holy Spirit in this situation. But in the small things, let him help you. Let him help you in making those small decisions. Let him help you and then you learn to begin to follow his steps and then you become familiar with his dealings with you. You become familiar with his voice. You become familiar with the way he wants to walk in your life. So start from the small things and don't think that God doesn't care about the small things in your life. He does care. Everything about you is important to him. Trust him that he has your best interest at heart at all times and do what he says to do. 
Trust him that he has your best interest at heart at all times. And this is so, 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 so important because, you know, you are looking for an answer, you are looking for a solution, but there are some times that, you know, God's answer for you might not come in the manner you expect. God's solution for you might not be what you are expecting. But you've got to learn that, you've got, you've got to trust that because I know that the Holy Spirit has been, given to me as, has been given to me as my helper. I know that whatever he asks me to do, wherever he leads me, whatever direction he gives unto me must be the best for me. And so you've got to tr learn to trust God that even though it seems difficult, even though this seems as a sacrifice, even though this doesn't make absolute sense to me, I'm just going to trust God because I know that he understands better than I do. Because I know that he knows the end from the beginning. He sees what is ahead of me and the things that I don't understand in the natural, God definitely sees and he is able to lead me into those things. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12 8 to 9. This was concerning Paul. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and the Bible says that he begs God, God. Take this thing away from me. Three times he went to God. God, take this thing away from me. But God looked at Paul. And God, you know, knew that Paul's answer in that moment was not for the thorn to go away. But Paul's answer for that moment was to learn how to draw on the grace of God. And that grace of God was able to overshadow what he thought was a thorn in the flesh. So there are times that, you know, you know, the Bible says that we should count it all joy when we pass through trials and tribulations. There are times that God will lead you into difficult situations. The Bible says about Jesus Christ that God led him into the wilderness to go and be tempted of the devil and to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Yes, that was God leading him into the wilderness. So there are times that God will lead you into the wilderness, not for you to be destroyed, but he sees the end. But he sees the end. And if you've gotten yourself to the point where you have learned to trust the leading, the direction of the Holy Spirit, you will do as he says. And eventually, what you might not have understood when you started, you will eventually understand. Because God will eventually unfold, you know, what, I mean, the, 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 the plan, you know, that he was, he, was, he was bringing you to. But many times, you know, he wants you to take that step of obedience, even when you don't understand. And just learn to trust him. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the, in the Holy Spirit. Trust in his leadings. Trust in his directions and not on your own understanding. There are times that your natural understanding will conflict with what God says. There are times that, you know, you might not have money on your account and God is saying that little that you have, go and sow it. 
Why? Because for the widow, he knows that as she obeys him, that that seed that she has sown will continue to multiply and will never run dry and will keep her in the time of the famine. There's no way that widow would have ever known, but she obeyed when it seemed, you know, it didn't make sense. When the prophet called on her to give her last. So there are times that, naturally speaking, the directions you will receive from the Holy Spirit will conflict with what you think the answer should be and what you think you understand. But a wise man will trust God and will move along in that direction. Isaiah 48, 18 says, All that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Hidden his commandments always result in peace. Peace like a river. Peace like a river. The Holy Spirit speaks the voice of Jesus, and that is the word. The Holy Spirit speaks the word. John 15, 26 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. He will not speak of himself, but those things that he has heard. So the Holy Spirit will always lead us in line with the word of God. The Holy Spirit will never go against the word of God. Jesus Christ, I mean, when he was going and he told the disciples, you know, I'm going, but I'm coming to you again in the person of the Holy Spirit. So the same voice of God that you hear in the word is the voice of the Holy Spirit that is going to speak unto you. It's going to lead you. It's going to direct you. He will never go against the voice of the word. And finally, stay in him. Stay with him until he comes through for you. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Stay in the presence of the, of the Holy Spirit. Abide in his presence until he comes through for you. He is your helper. But many times, you know, the help might not necessarily come when we think the help should come. But if you understand the fact that this is the help that God has made available to me, this person God has given to me as a helper, I'm going to cling to him. I'm going to hold on to him. I'm going to wait with him until my change comes. So sometimes it might need you, it might require that you take some more time to pray some more. Extended times of prayer, extended times of fasting, extended times of worshiping and ministering to God. But if you stay with him, his help will come through because that's who he is. He exists for you. He's on this earth for you. So what's he doing if he's not bringing you help? That's his assignment on earth to help us. And so you've got to learn to stick with him. You've got to learn to hold on to him. All of my days I will wait until my change comes. Until my change comes. Until my change comes. Because change will definitely come. Because the answer will definitely come. Because the solution will definitely come. But sometimes we give up too quickly. Sometimes we give up and we're looking for help where complete help does not exist. But the Holy Spirit as as our helper will always come through for us. He will never fail. He will never fail. I will never leave you or forsake you. I am a very present help in time of trouble. And I am present because I can help you and I will help you. And I will bring you out of that situation. 
So when you learn to trust him, when you learn to trust the person of the Holy Spirit, I tell you, you will always find answers. You will always find solutions because God is a solution provider. God has made the solution available before the foundation of the world. But you've got to learn to stick with him. Stick with him because his answer will come, because his voice will come. The Bible says that you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk down in it. This is the way, walk down in it. So sometimes you might have to, you know, do away with distractions, do away with things that are preventing you from completely focusing on God. You know, sometimes we're, we're calling on the help of God and our eyes are still in a thousand directions. In a thousand directions. About a week ago, I, I was looking for my, my passport. You know, for some reason, I, think, I thought I took it to the office, you know, and I brought it back home. So on Monday morning, when I wanted to take it back to the office, I realized that because I had put, there were three passports that I put together. One was, there were two old passports and one new passport. And I discovered that I could find only the two old passports. So I thought I left it in the office. I went back to the office, you know, I didn't find it. I came back home, I searched the bedroom everywhere. The passport was nowhere. So I called my children and I asked them, and they started telling stories. And they said, eh, we saw the three passports. Each of us took one. <laughs> so someone took one, another one took one, and you know. So, so Nifemi said, yes, there were three passports. I asked Toby, Toby, were there three passports? And I don't know if there were three, but I know Riofe was holding one. <laughs> so I was like, so how come it's my current passport that disappeared? The old one did not disappear. Anyway, long story short, I couldn't find the passport. I got back to the office again. I said, okay, maybe one fell down. I told some guy in my office, bring out my cabinet. Maybe the passport fell behind. <laughs> Nothing. I went back to the house again. Everywhere, I combed everywhere. I couldn't find the passport. So my husband and I just, you know, prayed the prayer of agreement that you are a helper. <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit, angels of God, <laughs> bring out this passport. The next day, nothing. The next day, nothing. And, you know, each day I was searching a new place. Where on, where on earth will I find this passport? Anyway, so... On, I just had to cast my cares, you know, and, you know, thinking of what I was going to do. On Friday, I was in the office. I checked my phone. I saw the picture of the passport. My husband sent me the picture. Where was the passport? The person that was cleaning the room found the passport in a bag that I had designated for trash. And for some reason, I don't know why I kept that bag for so long in the room. There were, it was a gift bag, and I just threw in some nylons that I was just going to take that bag. Ideally, I would have taken that bag and just thrown it away, thrown it out into the trash. But I don't know why I left that bag in the room for so long. So the person that was cleaning the room, we just mentioned it to him that we were looking for the passport. And for some reason, he checked that bag. And interestingly, about two days before then, I had asked my husband, did you check this bag? He said, yes. So the person cleaning the room said he's ready to check that bag and he found it at the bottom of the bag. What if I had thrown the bag away? <laughs> I was like, God, thank you for your help. <laughs> help when you need it the most. Because I couldn't imagine, you know, what would happen if I had to go and get a new passport, if I had to go and get replacement of all the visas I had on the passport. I didn't even want to think about it. 
So God came through for me. So thank God for my life. <laughs> so God will always bring help your way in everything, in any area you need help. The Bible says that he is a teacher. He will teach us. He will teach you what you need to know in every situation, in every circumstance of your life. So we've got to learn to draw on the help of God for everything, in the big things and in the small things. He is a helper that is always available. Come on, rise up on your feet this morning. Oh, Father, we give you praise. I don't know what, I don't know what area of your life you need help. You need a solution. You need an answer from God this morning. I just wanted to lift up your heart, lift up your voice, lift up your hands to God and just begin to call him your helper. Helper, you're my helper, precious Holy Spirit. I need your help in this situation. I need your help. I need your answer. I know that you have an answer for me for this problem that has been plaguing me. I know that you have you have made a way for me, even where there seems to be no way. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you and I surrender myself to you. I receive your help today, for you are a very present help in time of need and time of trouble I will trust you I will trust you some of you might need to go back to the last instruction that you got from the Holy Spirit from the last direction that you got from the Holy Spirit and just begin to obey and begin to do those things that he asked you to do in the past that you might have ignored that you might have ignored I sense in my heart that that's where your answer lies. That's where the beginning of your answer lies. Come and speak to God this morning. Come and speak to God this morning. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I receive your solution. Lord, Holy Spirit, I give you your place in my life. Jesus has sent you as my helper. And I receive all the help that you have for me. I receive all the help that you have made available for me by your words, by your direction. I will trust you. I will obey. I will listen for your, for, for your instructions in my life. I will observe your workings in my life as an individual. I value your companionship. I value everything that you represent. I value everything that you have come to bring unto me. And I embrace you with all my heart today. I embrace you with all my heart today. And I thank you because my solution comes. I thank you because my answer comes. I thank you because my turnaround comes. I thank you because my deliverance comes. Oh, Lekanda Rabo Shatalaba, Engarabo Shatayanda Kalaba, Ekayanda Garabo Satanamanda, Brenda Rabosta, Engarabo Shatanamanda, Zikanamandas, Ekayanda Garaba Shatanama. Even if I don't have any specific situation today, Holy Spirit, I receive you as my helper in my life because I know that you want to help me every day of my life you want to walk with me you want to talk with me you want to fellowship with me I receive you more than ever before I give you your place in my life Holy Spirit 
to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640. 